Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, relationship coach, and rehabilitation counselor. I'm also a Christian who for years grew up in a church that taught me to fear God instead of love God. For years, I felt betrayed by God and felt like God didn't love me because I wasn't perfect and because I didn't do the right thing all of the time. For years, I felt like I was destined to go to hell because there was no way I could keep all of God's laws and there was no way I could win God's approval. It wasn't until I began to read and study the Bible on my own that I realized that, yes, there is nothing I could ever do to be perfect. I will never be able to win God's approval. But the great thing about it is that I didn't have to because God loves me the way I am and God is here to help me through any and everything that I go through. It wasn't until I realized that God was there for me and that what I had been taught about God my whole life was a lie that I began to understand who God really was. It wasn't until I began to lose my religion and focus on God that I understood who God was and his amazing love for me and how much he loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different journey and a different path to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding God. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, I'm so excited to have you with me this week. Now this week our guest is Renita and she has an amazing story to tell about how she found God. And I love talking to her. She was so much fun. And she was also friends with a previous guest that we had on in season one, Tracy. So this is Tracy's friend. And I like the conversation that we had because we talked about how God loves us and how you can have a relationship with him and how you can talk to God like you talk to a person. I know so many times we hear pray, pray, pray. And it's true. We should pray. But I think that sometimes we need to stop praying so much and just talk to God, get to know God. Because when you talk to God, you are praying. But then I just think that when we have the mindset of let's pray, it seems so formal. But if we just take away the whole prayer aspect in our heads, like we're just talking to God, I think it helps you to have a closer relationship with him because you are talking to him and you're getting to know the one who made you and the one who created you. But that is all I'm going to say right now. But here is her amazing interview of how she found God. Hello, Renetia. Welcome to Finding God. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I am doing amazing. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. I'm super excited to have you here. And I'm excited to hear your story about how you found God. Before we get into all of that, I want you to tell me about your childhood and what was that like? Um, I had a good childhood. It was not a bad childhood, but I did have things happen to me during my childhood that uh, went with me into adulthood. And it was my my raising was amazing, but there were just instances and things that happened to me during my childhood due to like some sexual abuse and things like that. And 
that's actually why I went to find God because I tell people all the time, it's something about abuse, however it may occur. When you're victimized, it puts you in a place of always feeling like a victim, never a victor. And when I actually found God, I learned how to become a victor and no longer be a victim. But it wasn't, I can't ever say like I had like such a horrible childhood because I had an amazing mom. She was a single mother. She raised us, of course, being in the South. I remember a lot of church services, long Baptist churches and zebra striped gum and chiclets, honey. And like knowing about going to church, but like just not knowing who God is and people are always trying to wash your feet and <laughs> can't make any movements and just being told to like be quiet and just wait yeah. to a very long service is over and I'm like I'm hungry can we get something to eat and they're like eat this gum and I'm like okay I'm like Jesus can can we pick this up a little bit but uh, I had a it was pretty good I was raised uh, like I said with a single mom but we had help with my grandmother and my great uncle and just a beautiful southern drinking out the, the water hose which you're not supposed to do now and just like being in before the street lights you know come on kind of childhood it just had some dark issues with it but it was still a beautiful thing so when you were younger you mentioned how you went to look for god because of what happened to you so what was the thing that made you realize that even though things were happening at that time that you could go to god what led you to seek God when that happened? Because some people would run the opposite direction. Yes, and the thing was, I was just looking for something to comfort me other than what was out there. I didn't turn to drugs or alcohol. I had more issues with depression and like um, self-abuse, like where you're like, I'm not pretty, I don't look good. Right. I'm not worthy, you know? And so when I when I was young, I was actually baptized. Uh, friend of mine from school she took me to a church and it, it was just like a message of hope and I got baptized and it was a wonderful thing and I just felt like you know oh this is gonna be new and fresh and I'm you know I'm, as they say you know I'm cleansed and all that but my problems were still there and so I found a brief glimpse of that but because of how sometimes churches are it's like a directionless. First, you get baptized, then you speak in tongues. Honey, what is tongues? I don't know what the Holy Spirit is. I'm a kid, <laughs> you know. And so, it it stopped there after the baptism because I didn't know that that second part because it was kind of it was kind of scary because people were pushing it on you like you need to do this or you're going to go to hell. And the scare tactics and fire insurance weren't going to do. And I have to credit Tracy Bailey for fire insurance because I don't want to steal her word. <laughs> But she, she called it when we were talking about it, when she was talking about her youngest friend, she called it fire insurance. And I'm like, that's it. And I'm like, this this scare tactic doesn't work. So I, I kind of lost it and found it again. No, I understand. Because being afraid of something, it might scare you for a minute. Because I know when I was younger, mm -hmm. I was afraid of going to hell. So it did scare me for a while. But then after a while, you start to think, you know, worst case scenario. Well, if I go, I can have fun. I can do this or whatever. So for me... <laughs> It did not work because I just said, well, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to have as much fun as I can. And I'm, But it's hilarious because the things I wanted to do, you know, now in hindsight, you're like, wow, that was nice and adventurous. But, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so 
the the push of people trying to like put God on you instead of introduce him to you is not helpful in in making a relationship with God and it's like I didn't really find God until I got out of church because I had been pushed for so long push 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 and I, I was introduced to him and I got like a very deep relationship with him but then honey I have so many church hurt stories it's not even funny but it was still like a everyone was like this is what God wants this is who he is this is how he wants you to live and this and I'm like is this biblical because I'm like gosh I really want a lot for me and like and I'm like what am I getting in return and like I finally just like stopped and I was like I don't think this is the Lord I was like I don't I don't know and it took me like just going to places where I would just find him in peace and I'm like and I would just have like and I found him through like regular conversations and just asking him like God is this what you want and just listening or waiting for like people some people say signs but just looking at opportunities where I'm like I don't think that's what God wants because he always gives you peace with a situation and a lot of situations where he was pushed on me I'm like I don't feel the peace that you keep telling me that that's supposed to be there I just feel pressure and stress and pressure and stress after enough of it you run away yeah you run away from it and people are like well you're running away from God I'm like no literally I'm running away from you I, I I still love God but you're putting too much pressure and stress trying to tell me what he wants and you haven't even let me seek him for myself you never I don't remember any person except for my very first pastor she was a she was a woman and she was so amazing um her husband passed away and she took over she took over the church and she was the first person to say, you got to know God for yourself. And she used to say, read these books, break down these scriptures, like get to find him and know him for yourself. And like that lasted with me forever because once all the chaos of pushing happened, I said, I, I remember what she said. And after that, I found him by like just breaking down and saying, God, who are you? What's going on? And he'll answer you if you if you just ask him. It may it may not be in the way that you think or know or like people tell you. I think that's what we we want everyone else's experience because that's like this is how you'll find God. I'm like that's how you found him. How how am I supposed to find him? You know. So you have to do it on your own. It's such a deep intimate relationship. I wish people would stop trying to give a formula for how you find God. Exactly. It's it's like A B plus E and C and D, and I'm like. Can it just be me and him? So yeah, so it it was a it's a beautiful thing when you can just have a moment and just sit down like God, who are you? Or God, I'm angry at you, or God, why did you do this? Or why did you do that? And people don't think that's connecting with God, but it is because you're you're letting go of all this stuff that you put on him that may not even have been God. And then he gives you this connection and this peace, and then you're like, Oh, okay, Jesus. I know who you are. Okay, cool. And that was such a beautiful moment for me because I had to, I had to, I was in a bad state. And I was like, why do you let this happen? Right. Like, why'd you do this? And I I God let him have it, honey, because I was mad. And like he was just basically like, I I know people don't want to hear this. He's like, that's life. And he's like, it shouldn't have happened. It's not supposed to happen. He was like, but that's life. He said, but I can help you heal and help you use it to help others. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
I was like, well, I mean, I didn't expect that answer. I was like, oh, okay, dude. Well, let's let's go. So it's it's just a a beautiful thing when you when people put you in an intimate place instead of saying, oh, you don't talk to God like that. Don't do this. So it gets so strange when people try to tell you how to approach Jesus. Yeah, because I know when I was younger, I used I had the same philosophy. You know, if I'm mad, God knows. I'm frustrated. If I'm having a moment, like, how come this is not working out? You know, I will ask them. But I know when I was younger, my mom used to always be like, John, you're not supposed to talk to God like that. I'm like, Mom, he knows I'm thinking it. So if he knows I'm thinking it, <laughs> I might as well just ask the question. And then I would always think about the people in the Bible, like Elijah, after he had that big victory on Mount Carmel, you know, he was doubting and he was having issues with God. And he was mm-hmm. fussing, he was upset. And God listened to him. Job, when he went through his trials, he was asking God, why? I wish I was never born. You know, he was saying all of this stuff. And God heard him. And so I'm like, if these people in the Bible could talk to God that way, why can't I ask my questions? How come I can't say, I'm upset about this, or why is this happening to me? I wanted this to happen. Like, why couldn't I say that? But after reading the Bible for myself, I kind of figured out, I'm like, you know, I can talk to God. He gets it. Other people may not understand, but he knows my heart. He knows where I am with that. So he gets it. So you mentioned that you had a lot of things going on. What were some other things that were going on during that time? Because you say you were frustrated. A lot of people were like bombarding you with what you should and what you shouldn't do. Was that coming from the church or was it coming from people that you knew? It was actually coming from church. I've, I've done church. Like I said, I got baptized when I was younger. Then I fell out of that because I wanted to live. I met this lady and she introduced me to God. And strangely enough, I, I was introduced to God um, through the story of the donkey that talked. And it was just so like, I was like, why is that donkey talking? And she was just like, that's how God knew he could, you know, reach that person. And I was like, well, that's pretty interesting. I said, let me read the Bible. Let me know more about this God. And so from there, from that first church where that pastor like really, like she set some roots, it was a good thing. And then we merged with other places and, and like church happened, the politics of church and, and people happened. And so it was a push of, let me tell you who you need to be in God. Let me make many disciples, not of Jesus, but of me. And I encountered that a lot in churches where you weren't making me a disciple of Christ. You were making me a disciple of you because you wanted me to act how you acted or you had these rules and regulations. And I don't mind standards because I believe we all should have them, but if your standards are so overpowering that it makes me want to run away from God and instead of go near him. And I found that a lot through many, many churches, unfortunately, it's a few that didn't. And I kind of just ignored it. But what was happening was, you know, I have to go to church on Sunday. I have to be a part of this team. I have to teach this. I have to do that. I have to do this. I have to do that. I need to be here. I got to be there. And in doing, being the disciples of what everyone else wanted me to be, God was like, hey, you ain't talked to me in a long time. Well, I don't have time to talk to you guys. I'm busy doing church. Yeah. Does that make any sense? No, but that's what happens. And so I was in a church and we had certain standards of dress. And I, honey, I, anyone can dress the way that the spirit guides them. But how I was dressing was based on that church's standard. And it wasn't even what I liked. I was hot and homely looking and it wasn't God. And God was like, and I was one day I told God, I was like, I don't like how I look. And he's like, 
well, who told you to look like that? And I was like, well, God, you did. He said, no, I didn't. He said, I didn't tell you anything. He said, in fact, put some makeup on. And I was like, Lord, you, wait, what? And he wasn't called, the Lord wasn't telling me I look bad, but he was like, you're not expressing who you are. Right, right. You're being held back by people's standards. He's like, I didn't tell you any of this. And that helped me so much because I'm like, if God told me myself, like, put some makeup on, wear what you want to wear. He took off that restriction that I put on him. He didn't put it on me. I put it on him going by other people's standards. And I was doing that in church so much. I was restricting God so much from everybody's rules yeah. that worked for them, that worked for their whole, the, the Holy Spirit uttered unto them, but not to me. And I was like, this is not working. So once I got out of that church and I wore some pants and I put on a little makeup, I didn't do the earrings because I have issues with, I'm sensitive ears. And I was just like, oh Lord, the freedom. God was like, now let's talk. Let's, let's get back to where me and you need to be. And it was such a beautiful thing. And this was maybe five or six years ago. And so I didn't go to church for a while. And I, I went to a church and people were just free. And, and the pastor, um, I always remember him, the teachings he gave me in freedom and being yourself and finding God and just working with me was like the very first teachings I got because he was like, we need to build a foundation in God. We need to build a legacy for our future and for our children. We need to be free. And like, he was, it was just like how I remember what church was from that very beginning was just intimacy to reawaken the intimacy I was missing because it was still so constricting. And plus I was just tired of church. Yeah. I was like, it was a burden. It was like a, a whole thing. And I and I was in a church that was a cult, me and Tracy Bailey. I, you had her on there, but me and her were both yeah. in that cult. Oh, wow. And like that had done such a number on me. And this was before the church where I couldn't wear pants, but I couldn't wear pants there either. So, but it was just all this hurt and pain and like foolishness left over from all these churches. And I was like, God, this does not make any sense. I was like, why am I so restricted? Why can't I just be like I was with you from the very beginning when I first started having like my very first relationship? I was so open and vulnerable and excited because like every day God was showing me something. He was molding me and making me because I let myself be open. But it's like when I joined those churches and they were trying to make little bends, I was so restricted and closed off from God. And it was so strange. And when I finally just like, tore all that off and tore all those people's opinions out of my heart and my mind and I let God back in I was like oh this is freedom because mm -hmm. they kept telling me what I couldn't do what I should do yeah. who I need to be and I found God through being me and just talking to him and going back to those very things and I always will thank him for that because he reawakened that in me and now I'm just like I'm free again and I found the God that I love I'm getting emotional I found the God that I loved and that loved me. I found the God that when I presented to him all that hurt and pain from my childhood, from the things that happened to me, and I was just like this open wound of achiness, he was just like, come here, daughter. Let me cleanse some of this stuff out. And that's what he had to do. Yeah. And he was like, I'm here for you. And that that's the God that I know. And, and that's what he did again. But instead of it being from the childhood, it was from church hurt. It was from all the stuff. 
That is amazing because I also was in a church that was restrictive as well. Where you couldn't do this, couldn't do that or whatever. And, you know, it just seems ridiculous to me because it did to me, because I went back and actually read about where they have all these quote unquote verses about dress and dress code or whatever. And the only place I found it in the Bible was when Paul was telling the church what he thought. It was his opinion. So mm-hmm. it was never God saying, you can't wear this, you can't wear that. It was just Paul's opinion. And that's what he was saying. And a lot of his writings, he said, like, even when he said he didn't think people should get married, he's like, that's just his opinion. But, you exactly. know. And so what I'm saying is, like, sometimes people take opinions about, they read a book, and they make it like God said this. You know, this, if you read it in context, it's like, it was Paul. He was preaching to a, a group of believers and he was telling what he thought. That exactly. is what he was doing. And we take that out of context so many times to exactly. oppress people and restrict them or try to restrict them and control what it is they're mm-hmm. doing and what they're not doing. So, yeah, I understand totally. You used the right word when you said oppress because that's that's what I had to. I went from depression to oppression. I'm like, oh, come on now, Lord. <laughs> you know, but that's what he had to break me from was being oppressed by all these people's like, this is how you're going to get to heaven. This is the way. This is this is how it's going to happen. And it, just, it's, it was like a burden. It was like a heaviness I was wearing. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm like, oh, well, I'm clothed in godliness and I'm I'm superior because I I went this way. Because that's also the church people teach you, to, you're superior. Yeah. You're not like the heathen. You're not like them. You're better than them. And I'm like, I don't even see nowhere where God said anything like that. But that's what they put in your mind. And I had to like pull all that stuff off of me to not be so judgmental and nasty and like think like that. Because I'm like, how y'all so superior? I was like, that's so crazy. In fact, I it's this I can't think of his name now, but he was talking, he just made a simple post about an opinion and all these people lit up. And he was like, isn't it so strange us who were like the Gentiles? Who, are, who wants to have the promise, we're so restricted, who can have it now? Yeah. And it wasn't even a promise unto us until Jesus came. And he said, now we're the same way. We're like, oh, you, it's, the promise isn't for you. You don't meet the requirements. And he said, isn't that ironic? And I was like, amen. Because we have so much thoughts. And when I say us, I don't mean Christian, but Christians that are just like so judgmental we have so many thoughts on who is and isn't going to get wherever that we lose the purpose of saying this person is coming to God they want to know who God is they want to be led to him but you're too busy telling them well you don't fit that the mold there is no mold God loves wants us all he wants us all to come to him but it's hard to come to somebody when we as Christians when you call yourself a Christian whether you think it or not, whether you, the moment you let a Christian say you're a Christian, you're a representative of Christ. Mm-hmm. And everything to a person who may not be a believer, who may be a young believer, who may be an old believer, every action that you portray is a representation of Christ. And I'm not saying people have to be perfect, but people don't think like that. And it's like when you're rude and nasty, oh, you're supposed to be a Christian. And I know some people use that against us because I'm like, well, I'm not perfect, but I'm not talking in that manner. I'm talking in the fact of like, when you're so judgmental, it's so off-putting to people. It puts them off of God and it 
frustrates me to no end because I'm like, if you don't know God, you're not going to just be like, oh, I know God is loving and caring. You have no idea who God is. So when someone brings you in and they put that on you to say, oh, God loves and cares for us, but only if you do this. Yeah. That's who God is to you. Now God is a dictator. Mm-hmm. Oh, he yeah. only loves and cares for you if you give me this or if you do this for me. Now God's a user. Yeah. Oh, he's only loving and caring if you dress this way. Okay, so now God cares what I wear. Oh, he only loves you if you act this way or if you do this. And so moment by moment, that's how we lose intimacy with God because you're like, I don't want this type of God. There's no freedom in that. I used to love when people say, come as you are. And I'm like, when you tell people that, when I tell a person, God loves you right where you are right now. Yeah right where you are and they're like well i'm not perfect neither am i exactly. you don't have to be perfect he doesn't need you to be perfect. he never required us to be perfect Mm-mm. well he perfects us i'm like if i'm already perfect what does he need to perfect exactly <laughs> what what need is there for him to do if it's not to work on me he likes for i'm not gonna say he likes for us to be a mess but he likes that he wants us to come to him like we are so he can help us yeah. and get all that, just the stuff of life, where whatever we've been through, whatever we're going through, he wants all that. But you can't tell someone that when you're so busy beating down everything else that you need to be. Yeah. Now I get that. I was, I was on Facebook the other day and there are a lot of groups I'm just going to like take myself out of, but, um, it was, I think Toby Mac, he posted something on his page and it was like a scripture and he used the message Bible. Do you know those people had a fit telling him he's oh. in the raw Bible, it's the, trans- <laughs> not the right translation. I'm just, and I'm sitting up here like, it's the Bible. Like, does it matter what translation you have? It's saying pretty much the same word. And even if they want to say it's a paraphrase or whatever, he's paraphrasing the same thing the Bible just said. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. understand but it was so long, and it was like 300 plus comments. People kept typing in, and of course, there are people who are going to argue for it, argue against it. I was like, I'm just done. I can't even. I'm like, I'm not going. I don't care because I thought it was a ridiculous argument because it's the Bible. Like God can talk to you through any translation oh. there is. So for me to even try to tell them that they're wrong to be writing all that stuff, it's a waste of time. <laughs> I just left it alone. I was just like, this is ridiculous. What are we doing? so many people people love to tell you what god is saying no this is what god meant i'm like you know i'm gonna ask jesus yeah i was like you know i used to use a comparison because i used to be a youth teacher and i used to tell people i said if you buy a watch and it breaks i said who are you gonna ask to fix it someone that's never seen a watch before don't know i said you're gonna ask the person who made it yeah and they're like, the person makes it. I said, exactly. So I said, when you have questions about something, I said, about God, I said, you can come to me. And I said, I can help you. I said, but go to the source. Yeah. And go to the source. I'm like, go to, and people used to be like, don't tell them that. I'm like, why? Why can't they go to the source? That's who I went to. If I had a question about something, I came to God for real one day. And I said, Lord, what's up with the dinosaurs though? I said, I don't get that. I said, it was both of us. And God was like, that's not something you need to know. Just let it remain a mystery in your mind. I thought, okay, we're cool. I wasn't upset. 
God didn't have to tell me about the dinosaurs. I just wanted to know. But it was like, it was what that did for me was one show that I have enough faith to say, maybe one day you'll show it to me, or if not, thank you for the Jurassic, Jurassic, you know, movies. Yeah. And two, to say, like, I can have that type of conversation with God where I'm like, God, what this mean? And I may not get the answer that I want, but at least I have an open conversation with God to where I can be like, what about them dinosaurs, though? <laughs> you know? And it's like, people are like, well, that's not who God is. You can't kind of have, have those conversations with them. Uh, yes, I can. Yeah. You can too. Stop putting all these restrictions on how you're supposed to talk to God. I don't, I don't have to burn incense and sacrifice an animal no more. You're right. Jesus, he he was the ultimate sacrifice. And my favorite thing is like a, a depiction of God and us. And this is two cliffs on opposite sides. And there's a cross right there. And it shows how we can we're connected to God through Jesus. And I was like, that's the most beautiful thing. That's why I love God so much. Because I'm like, you built a way for me to connect with you on a level that I could understand. You wrapped yourself in this human flesh. So you could get me when I'm having a bad day and I'm mad and I want to like throw something or tell somebody about themselves in a non-polite way and you, the spirit will quicken and say, hey, chill out, calm that down. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And it, it brought us a closeness and an intimacy that we need to get back to. But you can't get back to that if you have all these formulas and factions and rules and you got to do it this way and you're not living the right way. You got all these people with all their opinions and you're missing God's voice because you haven't sought him on any of it. Right. You, you miss the intimacy. And I, I love going just to a place of intimacy and just, just a beautiful place where I can just cry. I, I actually, I was gone from church due some to COVID some, I was just tired of church. Yeah. Um, and I, I go to restoration and I went back and it was a, it was a while, but it was perfect timing because I just got to empty out and yeah. I got to, I got to say, God, this is what I miss. Cause that it, it was such an atmosphere. He set that atmosphere of peace and opening openness and vulnerability. You got to be vulnerable with God. Yeah, That's can. a lot of people's problem. And you, they have a hard time. You already have a hard time being vulnerable. You don't want everybody all up in your stuff especially <laughs> then it's like you want me to tell god this god you want me to show him all this and god I'm like yes let me see it come on open up and you're like and that's the hardest thing for people but oh when you open up to god and you pour all that stuff out that's when you truly find him because he's right there with you crying snotting on the floor just saying i got you I'm here. I know that hurt you. I know that made you mad. I'm here. And it's like, that's where I always find God is in vulnerability when I'm just open with him and when people set that atmosphere. But if you're there just going through the motions, because I think sometimes a lot of churches are, we got to sing this many songs. I got to say this word. Yeah. I got to make sure we get out of here. I got to do this. I got to do that. We got to make sure we take up this. We don't have time to veer off it. You give people a time to just lean in and worship and get into that intimacy. It's a beautiful thing to find him. It is. I, I love it all the time. You know, that is amazing because I know that um, the other day I was asking God some questions. And usually I try not to look on Facebook at a certain time at night because I'll get carried away and I'm trying to spend time with my kids and my family. 
So mm-hmm. but it just happened this particular day. I had um, set up an interview and I wanted to check on the status of the person responded. And I looked on there and then I saw something that said, one of my friends, she posted something. It was like, in case you forgot. And then, the, you know how they have like a little meme or something, but it was like, mm-hmm. God has already worked it out. Stop worrying. And I was like, wow, because I needed that at that moment. I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, God, you you got this. And so, you know, I was able to just let it go because that was like my confirmation. And it made, you know, it meant so much to me because God would first have me go on Facebook and then have something there just to tell me about something I was going through. So mm-hmm. you are right. It's amazing how God works things out when you give him a chance to be, you know, when you're vulnerable with him, we have a relationship with him. Because even though I may not hear him talking to me like, like Moses did from the burning bush or something. Mm-hmm. He always has a way of talking to me, whether it's through music, whether it's through something I see on Facebook. But then sometimes I do hear the still small voice, you know, it just depends mm-hmm. on how it is, but it's just amazing at how he finds so many ways to connect with us and to talk with us. I personally think that God's love language is quality time. <laughs> if I had to pick one, you know, because yes. he wants that with us. He does. Because, you know, sometimes when you need someone, you make you feel ashamed and like, oh, they don't want me. They don't they don't yeah. want to be bothered. And people really feel that about God. God, he don't have time. And I used to, I used to pray about God helping me find clothes. I used to go shopping at Avenue, in fact, when it was still here. And I said, Lord, I need this pair of jeans and a shirt. And I said, I need it at this price. And don't you know I find it? I do the same thing. I go in the store <laughs> like, God, I'm looking for this. Please help me to find it. And like you said, I find it because God cares about the smallest aspect of our lives. He helped me find my keys. <laughs> he helped my kids. Right. Like he cares about right. these things. It's, it's, he's a ultimate listener and communicator because that's how you build your faith. It's the little things that he does that makes you hope for the bigger things. Because I was like, life is hard. I can't explain it. I can't say every day is going to be great and wonderful but when you start to trust in God and I used to be so afraid to say if you trust in God it don't matter what trouble come because church has taught you oh now trouble gonna come to prove it and I'm like you know what I'm just sick of that I'm like why I gotta have a difficult life to prove it I said God knows I said that's just life life is difficult and that's something people don't want to hear but you're gonna have obstacles because it's a proving thing life gives you obstacles but then when you have God in your life and obstacles come, some of them can take you ooh, through there. But I have a, such a strong hope in Jesus to hold on to. And it's like, I don't let go. And when I can't hold on, I pull my friends and I'm, I'm like, as much as I need him, he wants me there. And that's such a, a amazing thing to me because it's so hard to need someone. Now, you know, we're talking about relationships. When I got married, I'm a newlywed. It was such a hard thing because I'm like, Lord, I, I need that man right there. That's my husband. Yeah. I depend on him. That's my best friend. And that brings such a vulnerability because when you're as old as I am, amen, and you're single for as long as I was, you learn to be a very independent person. Right. And you're like, I'm like, all I need is Jesus in me. <laughs> God's like, no, nah, actually, you need a spouse. Like, I got one for you. And it was a hard thing, but like, I know I need him. I depend on that, on him. And the only reason I can have that openness and vulnerability with my husband is because God taught me how to have it with him. Right.
Yeah. Teach me how to have that openness and vulnerability with my husband every day because I'm like, I got this. And God's like, no, y'all got this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, Jesus, we got this. And yes, God says y'all to me because he knows I'm Southern. Amen. And so <laughs> I'm like, it, it's that's why I love this series of finding God because you find God in your hardest time and your weakest times, but you find him through vulnerability, through opening up and just saying like, Lord, this thing's hard. Yeah. It's, I was like, God, my life. And people are like, how are you not hardened by everything that's happened to you? Because I have stories, you know, I've gone through yeah. a lot of things and I'm like, Jesus, I said, he un- not only did he unharden my heart, he didn't let me be bitter. Right. He didn't let me be angry. Cause it's so sad to see someone beat down by life that they're just miserable all the time mm-hmm. and they're hiding behind fake smiles and, and sadness. And that's why I love to encourage people too. Because yeah. I'm like, you don't know what they're going to go through. And it's just like, I just want to bring, God allows me to bring a little bit of light into people's lives. And it's a beautiful thing. I'm glad you mentioned how you like to encourage people because I know that you have a ministry about that. So tell me a little bit about your ministry, I Can Encourage. Okay, so I started I Can Encourage because I was down and out. (laughs) I was discouraged. And so um, I have a Facebook page uh, called I Can Encourage Ministry. And on that page, it's a quote, I'm going to mess it up, by Zig Ziglar. And he was basically saying you encourage yourself when you encourage others because you're making a commitment to bring like something into people's lives and I was like I was like I can encourage and I was like God I can do it I can encourage other people and I was like even though I'm not where I feel like I need to be I said I can bring a little bit of light to someone's life while I'm going through you know and so I started that and I started just uh posting things on Facebook uh just you know whatever God would lead me to and it would just make people's days better when I started I can encourage it's not just for me to encourage, it's to teach others to encourage. Yeah. I basically want that thing passed on. Like if I encourage you and you encourage someone else and they encourage someone else, it's like this circle of just like wonderfulness being passed around. And it's like, it gives you that hope and confidence. Oh, okay, I can do whatever I want to do too. And so I started, I can encourage and I'm actually relaunching it in the fall because life, COVID, life marriage it all happened and um that was like so we were going to start this back up and I was like hmm, what now lord because you get intimidated because I was like lord it's too it's a lot of people out there motivating he said okay what they got to do with you and I was like oh, oh okay Jesus and so <laughs> like I gave you he said you've been through too much in life not to one tell my testimony which is very long and out long from what I've been through he said but he said you always hear people say you can't have gone through all that because you're too happy you're too confident you're too joyful you're too you know (laughs) happy and I'm like and I give God all the glory because he did this but I'm like I can encourage people because I've been in some of the worst moments and I just needed someone to say something to help and I said I'll never miss an opportunity to be that person where someone's going through their worst moment 
not to bring a little happiness, joy, or even laughter in their life. So that's why I started I Can't Encourage. It makes me very happy. Well, I'm happy about that. I definitely want to have a link or something so that everyone can have a chance to click on that and be connected to your page. Because you're right, people go through so much throughout the day. And we never know what people are dealing with. So a kind word can go a long way when it comes to people and their lives. Yes. Yes. And and I just think that uh, I'm restarting that in the fall where I'll make more posts and I'm going to do uh, some blogs. And I have a few programs that I'm going to start back up. My whole goal is to just encourage someone, to let someone know that uh, they don't have to be a victim. They can go from being a victim to a victor because I People don't understand the toll of being a victim takes. It takes you through so much heartache and pain and mental issues. And if it was not for God, I don't know where I would be. And I and that's why I'm such a I'm also a, big, a pusher of mental health because in the black community, oh goodness, we are so used to being victimized just for who we are as a people we think we have to hold it all in and we hold it and it and it harms us and it can make us bitter and i'm like one seek therapy yeah. seek seek jesus seek self-care and okay. find a way to encourage people and so that's that's something that i'm also a big person of it's just also of releasing things like people don't know how much stuff they hold on to so true and it's just like it, it stays with you. When you let something hold on to hold on to you so much, it transforms you. And next thing you know, you're looking up and you're like, "Who am I? How did I get here?" And you're like, "Oh, I'm holding on to all this stuff." And God has a great way to pull all that out and to have you change someone else's life. So I'm really excited to start it back in the fall. But I will send you a link to that because it's it's I've built it up for quite some time. I just need to get back on it as the Lord has told me to do and that's what I'm working on this summer that is amazing and I agree with you when it comes to mental health like not only the black community have issues with it but also the church it's like when it comes to church and religion they look down upon mental health there's like a stereotype and I think it's time for us to take away that stigma because you can be a Christian and have a mental illness just because someone may have a mental illness does not mean that they're not a Christian. I don't know how, exactly. at what at what point in history did we, well, probably way back in the day, but like, I don't mm-hmm. know why we still have that connected together. Like that has nothing to do with anything because there's a different psychology when it comes to mental illness. It has nothing to do with your relationship with God. You could be as close to him as you want and still feel suicidal. You know, it's just like, yes. and people don't seem to understand that. And it's so, and it's discouraged in the church. So I am glad that people are now speaking out about mental health. Yeah, because it's important to take care of your mental health and take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, then you have nothing to give anybody else. And you have to have, you have to be full yourself before you can pour into somebody else. Exactly, exactly. Yes, It's, it's a beautiful thing to learn that God is there with you through whatever mental issues you may have. And it's like, let him help you, but also get with some professionals. They also have Christian therapists, y'all, that can can relate to that and just be there for you. Definitely. So let me ask you, what advice would you give someone who is actively seeking God? What advice would you give to them? I would tell them to be brutally honest with God. Like, if you want to yell and scream at him, yell and scream at him. 
if you want to ask him why or I don't get that, do that because what that does is it's like when you finally, you know, sometimes like you have maybe a husband, best friend or whatever, and it's something bugging you. And you're like, oh, I just, I need to get this off my chest. I think we talked about this earlier. Uh, and you're like, oh, this is bothering me. Or, oh, and it, it starts to fester. And then like when you release it, you're like, oh, okay, I feel, <laughs> you know, you're saying you feel better. Yeah. Do that with God. And he's not going to be like, how dare you speak down to me? Ah, dust and ashes. No, we're not doing that. He's going to be like, he's just going to listen and then he's going to be there for you. You know, and it's it's not instant like, oh, I did that and God was, you know, it takes time because what that helps does is that helps build a relationship. It helps, you know, say, okay, God is there for me. He He's here to listen to me. He's here to like hear all this stuff. And I think if more people did that while they're seeking God and just have that openness and that honesty with him to say, God, this makes me so mad or why this have to happen or why we're like that or why that person have to leave because what you're pulling up is all those feelings of insecurity and hurt yeah. and pain. He's taking all that stuff that can just make you mean and nasty and hateful and angry and depressed and sad and just so much stuff in life. And he's just bringing it up to the surface, but he, you, he can't do that if you don't, he can't, you can't scoop it out if there's a top on it, you know? Exactly. So open up your mouth, talk to him, let him see all that stuff that you hide from everyone else that you hide from yourself and let him help you work on it and just be honest with him, you know? And I'm not saying, because a lot of people, like you said, with mental illness, they're like, oh, well, God can fix it. You may need more help than him listening. He may lead you to someone to say, hey, you need to go see someone. Yes, yes. You may need to see a therapist. You may need to get some help. Do not be ashamed. He can lead you to that, but just don't say, oh, I talk, talk to God. It's not just one-time thing. Right. It's a daily thing of like, and that's how you build a relationship. That's how you find God, you know, reading, reading the Bible, praying. And I'm not talking about like getting down on the ground, the floor and face and like uttering five prayers, open up to him and have moments with him and see clarity and you'll, he'll always be there. I like that. I like that. I love when you say be really honest to God, because I think that's what a lot of people need to hear because so many times we sugarcoat things with God because either we don't want to be honest with ourselves about what we're really feeling or we don't want to see how much help we actually need or we don't want to admit things mm -hmm. to ourselves so we're not going to admit it to God but I love how you say just be really honest with him and with God he's not going to tell you secrets so you can tell him anything right. everything and know that he's going to keep this in confidence and together he's going to get you through this oh I love that well, thank you so much, Vanessa, for being on Finding God. I enjoyed having you here, and it was truly a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited, and I just I just appreciate you asking me because this is such an awesome and amazing way to help people find God and to hear everyone's story because it just draws us closer to them. So thank you for having this. You are more than welcome. What an amazing interview. Now, my favorite part of the interview is when we talked about how we talk to God. Renifa has such amazing conversations with God, especially when she's asking about dinosaurs. But I love it because that makes God more personable to us. He is somewhere who is mighty and he loves us, though. And it's, I love how she talks to him. And I think that sometimes 
we're not honest with God because we've been taught that we had to pray a certain way, you know, recite scriptures or just be so formal to him. So we actually are missing the opportunity to get to know God by just having conversations. One thing I've been trying for the past few weeks in devotion, um, I told myself, I was like, Tiana, no more praying to God this week. Talk to him. Because I found when I was praying, I write my prayers down. You know how you read them over and you keep praying about the same things because that's what you should pray about or it sounds right or it just seems like what you should say. But I noticed that when these past few weeks when I was just talking to God and having conversations, it's almost like the prayer never stopped because, you know, I'm talking to God. I notice things. I see things. And so I just make mention of it to him. And things that have been bothering me, it's like I can just be honest and just tell him and not try to figure out how to put this into a prayerful wording. You know, you can just say what you're thinking, say what's in your mind. And I think we forget sometimes that God knows what we're thinking. He knows what's in our minds. So we might as well just be honest with him and tell him what we feel and how we're thinking. And not only is it a good way to build a relationship with God, it's also a good way to process things, your thoughts, emotions. And like Renita said, God can use this time that we spend talking to him to help us get over some things and to get closer to him and to be a witness and a light to other people. So this is what I absolutely love about this interview, how she talks to God and how she has that type of relationship built off of confidence and knowing that regardless of what God says, yes or no, that he loves her and that he understands her and where she's coming from. Now, the song we're going to listen to today is called Wilderness, and it's by our Artist of the Week, Sarah Reynolds. And this song is amazing, and I feel that it ties in with what we're talking about because the song talks about how she felt broken and how she was in so many pieces, but God is helping her. And the song really asks different questions about why she's in this wilderness, and she's asking God to rescue her. So here is the song by Sarah Reynolds called Wilderness. Dreams that I thought would come true Laid them down at your feet Cause I knew You could take all the pieces And make them into Something beautiful I've been told All those stories of old Walk by faith And the mountains will fall Silence, fear Just be bold and you'll see What you've waited for but what if I don't feel strong enough? What if my faith don't measure up? What if I feel like giving up? Cause it's been so long. Take me out of this wilderness. Cause I can't take another day of this. I've been praying hard on my knees. Take me out of this wilderness 
Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you guys so much for hanging out with me again as we listen to another story of how someone else, in this case, Janika, found God. I also want to encourage you guys to share the podcast with a friend, share it with your family members, share the podcast with people so that other people can hear stories of how other people found God and be inspired through the testimony and stories of other people to actively look for God and search for God because God is actively looking for us and he's searching for us and he's looking for us with reckless love so this hopefully will encourage someone else to know that there's someone out there that loves them and all they have to do is ask him to be a part of their lives and that he will now if you guys would like to share your testimony about how you found god come on just let me know you feel free to just click on the email address in the show notes and let me know. I would like to be a guest on Finding God. And I promise you, I will definitely set up a time for you to talk to me and we will get it down so that you can interview with me. Now, if you're a musician and would love to submit any music to the program or to the podcast, do the same thing. Just click on the email address and you will definitely, and I promise you, I will listen to your song and I will let you know when it will be on the show and we can go from there. And if you want to send me anything, you can send me all of your songs in the MP3 format and then I can incorporate it into the show. Now, if you want to get in contact with me, or if you want to get in contact with Renika, or if you want to get in contact with Sarah, all of our information can be found in the show notes. So just click on the link, and you can definitely get in contact with us. Well, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I love you guys so much. I'm super excited every week that I get to spend with you. And until we meet again next Friday, have an amazing day. Remember, God loves you. And... Enjoy your weekend. Bye bye.